on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, gold medals galore and a brand new track. Has life ever been better for Newark Athletic Club? The boss is back at Sport HQ to look back at an amazing few weeks. Not fast, Dave's here with his report and the Lawn Tennis Association are the subject of the Wednesday Whinge. This is, of course, the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And these are the headlines from some of our local youngsters. York Athletic Club's dream cross-country season continued with first-place finishes for Laura Bates and Ed Buck at the Lincolnshire Schools held at Burley. Josh Clee got a second, Joseph Munt got a fifth and the Twins come home seventh and eighth. Into football, the Knotts Youth League under-18 leaders Long Bennington dropped two points when they shared four goals at West Bridgeford. No such problems for Newark Tan. They put 11 past Glapwell. A bad day for RHP Colts as they were well beaten by leaders Moore Green and no luck either for Collingham and Newark Town in the under-16 section. Both going down to defeats. Sunday was a much better match. Actually, it was the match of the season. At the Sports Village, RHP's under-15s coming from behind to record a 5-4 victory and wreck Grimsby Borough Academy's 100% league record. Ryan Atwood and four from Alfie Price scoring the goals in what was a brilliant team performance. One down, one all. Three one down, four three up. Four all, five four, two minutes from the end. That's how you win football matches. A mixed weekend for our rugby club youngsters. The under-15s beating Kess Stephen. Under-16s? Lost to the noisy neighbours. That's not good enough. A great weekend of cyclocross for Florence Lisherman with a second place at Lutterworth in the girls' under-14s race while Charles, while Charles Hoy came home third in the boys' under-12s. Ed Howard spent the weekend fencing for GB under-20s in the Junior World Cup held in Provence. A mixed weekend for our youngster, but he did finish the fifth highest of the 12 UK entrants. And finally, Harry Wainwright made a great start to the season with a fifth-place finish at 58 entrance at the Shennington meet. But there was a football match last night as well, so I think we probably ought to talk about that. Flo served bad out of the Not Senior Cup with a 2-0 home defeat to Carlton Town. Carlton Town play in Step 4 football, which in in realistic languages two divisions above where flow serve play um in my world flow serve boss the game for probably 70 percent of 70 percent of possession but never looked like testing the carlton goalkeeper while they had two chances one in the first 10 minutes and one in the last minute and put them both away so i suppose there's your lesson as you go up through the leagues when you get a chance you've got to be clinical and take it but they didn't look Tony, that much of a difference? No, I thought that um, of the two clubs, Flow Surf came out of the game the better. Um, Carlton had uh, their third substitute ready to come on at uh, half time. Uh, lost three lads through injury in the first half, and um, they got out for in a football sense as well. It was just a very, very good performance. But the, 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 the most pleasing thing of all is that it snowed like billio about tea time. The forecast for the night was for temperatures to drop below freezing and beyond. And 226 hardy souls thought, I know, what a way to spend an evening. Forget Coronation Street, I'll go watch a football match at Flowserve. Unbelievable. The performance was superb. The result was even better because it frees up the end of the season for matches that matter, and those are in the league. 
They always say that when they lose Gareth. Um, no, it, it, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more important that New York Floor Serve get league points rather than play continually, uh, play more games in the competition in which Stapleford are allowed to compete. You see, last week he spent he spent ten minutes telling us how the FA Cup had been devalued mm. by, by the big teams not wanting to be involved with it. Right. a minute. There you go. That's his own argument gone, isn't it? Because he's just turned around and said, I'm pleased Flo Server out of it. Yeah. So, your own argument's gone. Flo Server... We were never, never got in, as right, far as the competition take, which had take, the Football take, Association right, involved. Take your blinkers off for a minute. Yeah. And look at it in the cold light of the day. I think if you... If Craig and Kirky was analysing this, I would like to think what I said at the beginning was like, football-wise... Very nice, very pretty. They worked hard, all of them worked themselves into the ground. They never stopped running for 90 minutes. 100% marks for that one. It was a classical case, wasn't it, of when you've got a chance, you take the chance. And I'm, what I'm getting at is you, you have to see what, what you have to do as you climb the ladder. Yeah. Remember when Dunkirk played last season... And they had one chance, scored one goal, and stood up and was strong once they got the goal. This was a almost a carbon copy, wasn't it? Again, so what's the management going to learn from last night? Because that's what they've got to go away from. Craig and Kirk has got to go away last night and say, right, what are we going to learn from that? What else is there to learn about? You've got to be clinical. And you've got to clear your lines, because that's what they did very well. It wasn't pretty, but they did it. You can only be clinical if you actually create clear-cut chances to be clinical with, and that's what we didn't do. But with a bit of fine-tuning, we proved we can compete with the team two leagues above us. I'm I'm with you on that one. Flosev competed, and Flosev, if you had to say, you ask anybody that was there, Carlton Carlton support as well, who was the better team, the answer was Flosev. Every man on that ground would have said that. Flosev was the better yeah. team last night. But you have to learn lessons from every sporting event you go to. You have to learn a lesson. But we didn't create any clear-cut e- chances. Exactly. And that is the yeah. difference when you go to that level. Yeah. Because Carlton had two clear-cut chances and took them both. So that's what they have to take away from that, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah, that really is what they have to take away from that. There, there are a great many positives. And um, before the game... The team talk will have been, nobody comes back in this dressing room with anything left. Just give everything you've got when you're out there. And, and they did that. And don't have any regrets. They did that. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, superb effort. Um, if Congratulations. I had, if I had to pick one out, and, and one man out of, of the old 11, because the old 11 really did well, if I had to pick one man out last night, it was Saul Miller. Well, I put his photo... In the uh, match report on the uh, New York Flow Serve web pages, because Sol covered every proverbial mm. blade of grass and um, just personified what we needed out there against a team that, um, say, they tried to dish it out and um, they found out that they couldn't against Flow Serve. But, um, and the other thing you had to learn about last night is you've got to find yourself some seven foot players from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the. Uh, the sight of five foot nothing, Jamie Lloyd out battling there, so uh, land of the Giants, yeah. brilliant. I, 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 I think there's a lot of positives come out of last night. It's a shame about the drugs. Unlike others, I would have loved to have seen them go all the way in that cup competition. I, I would, I do desperately want to see a Newark team in the final of the County Cup, the Senior County there's Cup. I think that would that. be absolutely there's, wonderful. There's time for that in the future. What's more important now is establishing where we play our league football. I and, agree. And if we played in the same league as Carlton Town after last night, we'd be far higher up in that league than they were. Mm, OK. Right. Um, welcome back to Radio Newark. To the president of New York Athletic Club, Mr Gareth Bagley, he's, um joins us tonight. Um Lots to talk about. Uh, we didn't have the twins last night because obviously uh, it was Stuart's special show with his um, Blues Skegness Festival tribute, which means that we couldn't be there and had to go and watch football instead. Can you imagine being in Skegness and having the blues as well? <laughs> Jeez. I think in this weather you can see it. I think in this, in, 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 this, in this weather in Skegness you would be blue. Um, lots to talk about, Gareth. Yep. Um, 
I want to start with the track because when the twins did speak to us last week, they were telling us that there used to be sort of 13, 14 people down there on a Tuesday night, and in their words, there are now hundreds. Um, probably not quite that, but what has the sports league done for New York Athletic Club? Uh, well, it's not hundreds, but it's probably in the 70s over the... Uh, <laughs> Over the the groups that we have there, from the uh, the sort of under elevens, there at half six and uh, going right up to the seniors, there's a lot more seniors there. Although they're not all Newark Athletic Club members, uh, there's a lot more seniors training now. Um, Linton Taylor's dad, Bill, has got a group of uh, uh, local athletes that he's coaching, uh, training. Um, Basically, sub twenty minute, five k, park run, runners that he's trying to mould and teach how to uh, be competitive. So uh, that's that's good. Um, good news is that uh, we're the only uh, facility at the moment in Nottinghamshire that uh, has a UKA stroke IAAF approved cage. Um, Harvey Haddon is supposed to get theirs upgraded by April 2019, but I'd be amazed if they do. The City Council and their penny spending. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've, I've never read that one before, Tony. We're the only facility in Nottinghamshire, and he's talking about Newark. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm proud of having a cage. That sums up Newark. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so unless, unless some of the others facilities uh, get their upgrade done um most of them got to have it done by 2020 nottingham harvey Haddon's a bit different because they've got a very good throws group there and they've not just taken into account the level of leagues or competition you might be providing it's also what the standard of your training group might be so um We'll wait and see. We might have a the YMC might have a phone call. Can we come and train at Newark? Because we can't use the cage at Nottingham. We'll wait and see. We're actually lead. We're actually leading the way in the oh, counties. Yes, absolutely. You know, we're in uncharted territory. But, yeah, but, but I am. I'm very impressed there that Gareth suggests that having a group of sub twenty minute five kers is an impressive thing because during my. Uh, Nightly 5k runs, I was sub 20 minutes. Well, yes, yeah, that was, I, I, was, I was quite pleased. Obviously, looking at me now, it's a long time ago, yeah. but you know, yeah, but you caught the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it is a start, though. It is a start, <laughs> but Tony's right because these are the people that would never come close to the grove when you're no, not there. No, it no. wouldn't, it's not, it wouldn't have happened. No, that's but, right. You know, now they're there and, and, and they're on under Bill Taylor's wings. I know there may not be members yet, but I'm absolutely sure there's pieces of paper and membership cards flying around all over the place. <laughs> um, slowly, slowly, catchy yes. monkey. Um, but, <laughs> and, and I did, I did see either the Striders or Not Fast or both have also been down there. Yes, yeah. Um, we've we've got a situation at the moment where um, we we train there on a, with old club goes there on a Tuesday evening. And at the moment, the whole club are still based at the academy, or the Grove as I know it, um, on a Thursday because our younger ones uh, use the indoor sports hall to train in and we didn't want to uh, <clears throat> split the, the club. We want to stay, keep the club together. So, so that's, that's the, the, the way we're going at the moment. And... Uh, We'll take it forward um, once we get to um, March, end of March, April, then we'll be at the new facility on a Tuesday and a Thursday. You're you going to say something there for a minute? No, no, no. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was just thinking out loud. I've got a very interesting little story to tell you in a minute. If you've got that thinking pose on, which, <laughs> you, you know, if you're sitting here waking all this, you're thinking, yeah. where, where, how do you turn him off quickly? Yeah. Um, to, to anybody else, it looks like appendicitis. Yes. <laughs> but when can you use the cage? Because am I right in thinking that you're still wanting to keep off the, the grass? Keeping off the grass at the moment, which is a sensible, <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. sensible thing. Yeah. 
it's a sensible thing. Um, I noticed there was a group uh, uh, last last Tuesday uh, testing out the long jump pit, so that's a move forward. But most of the equipment is still within the containers because um, the contractors haven't handed the facility fully over to the YMCA yet. So there's high jump beds, pole vault beds, however many hurdles, etc., etc., all in containers at the moment. When I was there on Sunday, it looks like they're doing work along the 100 metres straight. Are, yeah. are they tear it? Are they going to grass well, it? Or are you going to have a stand there? Or what's well, going I understand there are, we are going to have a seating area. What that's going to comprise of, I don't know. This is unbelievable stuff, but, isn't it? But, uh, you know, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait and see. I have noticed with the weather as it's been uh, through this winter that the grass is starting to uh, to emerge. Uh it looks all brown and muddy. If you look closely, there are green shoots coming through there. Won't won't be too good at the moment. The last two nights we've had, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. What? Um, I mean, you're obviously there, so you, you've got an insight in what's happening. Is there anything being greedy? Is there anything on, on the tennis or the cycling front? Are, are we? I don't know. The last I heard was that the cycling is dependent on funding. Um, my own hope is that now that the football's up and running, the track's up and running, that some nice local business people might see what's ha- you know what's happening there and might put their hands in the pockets and provide some funding for the cycle club to get a, a cycle track down. Because you know, I mean, because we, we've got, from my understanding, we've got one or two good cyclists. Around in around in Newark, but of course that they can't go on the road. They can't train on the road until they're I don't know, sixteen or seventeen. I, I may they, be wrong on they, that age they, group. They, but cycling club has know. got exactly the same problem as what Newark Athletic Clubs had for 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 donkeys years. And we mentioned at the top of the show, young Florence Lishman, who, who, who lives closer to Stamford than she does Newark, but she comes training on the grass fields, and she is class. Yeah, she uh, but she's got no facilities. But you know we'll. Looking to his wait and see what there is there, what they've done so far. Very I was good. there on Sunday afternoon. It is absolutely excellent. That that main football pitch plays beautifully. It, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to watch the fifteen-year-olds on it who haven't had a full lifetime playing on grass, they treat it as n- natural, and then they yeah. slide in and because and, and, it's it's what they. They play yeah, on, yeah, um, and it, it's got plastic's got to be the future. Dinosaurs like Tony and I, forget <laughs> yeah. us two. Plastic's got to be the future, and as where you are, well, this is this is your biggest dream come true. Isn't oh, it? absolutely, yeah. It's uh, yeah. What I want to do is after the break is you've got a little report to us because we let um, we let the twins off last night, and um, I want to just go through one or two of these names that are are starring. In, okay. the, in, in the world of cross-country. Yeah. But coming out next, we're sticking with the athletics theme, and we're going to try and find Not Fast Dave. Wednesday, 20 past seven. The course can only mean one thing. It's Not Fast Dave, and we find out how the mighty army of the yellow runners have got on. In Actually, it's the past couple of weeks, so he's got a long story to tell us. Dave, over to you. Hi, Mick. Thanks, mate. Um, I've only got last week's, actually. I haven't got this week's results to hand. I could probably dig them out, though, while I'm talking. Um, so if we look at last week, first of all... Sorry, I'm a bit out of breath. I just ran up the stairs and I'm out of breath. That's not a good sign for a not-fast news reporter, is it? So um, 37 club members over five part runs uh, this gone Saturday. PB for Jane Weeway, so fantastic for Jane. Uh, Kira Green took on the Home Pier Point Challenge on Saturday. Now, she did four laps of the lake, which is 12 miles in two hours 45. Damien Davis completed the Folksworth 15-mile race on Saturday. He came in 22nd out of 433 runners. Total time, one hour 36.07. Now, there was a group of 10 not fasters at the Clumber Park night run on Saturday evening for a nice chilly 7-kilometre. Caroline Upton came back first to the club in 38-18, followed by Amy Bolland, 41-43, Jackie Walton, 44-34, Susan Catley in 44-41, Andrew Blair, 
Brown, Angela Brown in 45 minutes, Sue and Steve Needham in 47.25, Peter Brown got a new course PB in 49.44, and last two, Karen Bowl in 50 minutes and Faye Hemingway in 52 minutes and 20 seconds. Now on Sunday, Leon Leong took part in the Gammon China Coast Half Marathon in China, funnily enough, uh, completing in two hours 47.46. And last for this past week, but certainly no means least, Faye Parker, Nikki Dales and Claire Wood braced all different types of weather and terrain, including very heavy snow and minimal visibility. And they ran 13.8 miles and an impressive 1,698 feet of elevation. And that was at the Wildest Peaks Trail Race. They got a, uh, a silver certificate in two hours, 53 minutes and 44 seconds. So um, I saw some of the pictures that um, Claire Faye and Nikki posted. And the weather looked horrendous. So I, uh, I don't really, um, I don't envy them doing that. But they got some fantastic times. No, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I've seen a couple of pictures myself, and okay, if, if you're probably daft enough to go up to the top of the Peak District at, <laughs> in January, you, you expect that, that, that sort of weather. But it, I mean, that's over and above. That is a fantastic achievement, really, isn't it? It's, that's, they've got to be the stars of the week, really, haven't they? They really have. And, um, you know, them three go out running quite a lot, and they're doing a lot of training for, for things like this. Um, so really and joking apart, Dave, as well, you have to train for those sort of events because those sort of events, hypothermia can set in, um, I would have thought, quite easily. And you, you're not sort of on the side of the road and somebody's going to come and pick you up in 10 minutes, are you? You, you, you really no. have got to look after yourself. It is. For a lot of these, um, especially the trails and cross-country, there's a lot of orienteering involved. So it's not just a case of packing your bag and going off for a run. I couldn't do it myself. I was a scout and I haven't got a clue how to read a map anymore. Um, but you can't just you can't just pack your bag and go on a run. You need to be able to read a map. You need to be able to know the terrain. You need to know what to do if things go wrong, you know. It, it's, I hate to use the term survival, but, you know, if things go wrong and you have a fall in weather like that, a thousand foot up, you have to know what to do. You've got to be able to take care of yourself. You've got to know how to keep warm until help arrives. So there's a mental aspect to it as well. There most certainly is, and uh, oh, fantastic. Well, well, and well done to them, them three as well. Um, and what yeah. is not, and what is not fasting Chinese? Uh, I'm not even going to try. We'll leave that one for you for next week. That's your task for next week. If, you, if you've if you got a runner in China, I want to know what not fast is in Chinese. All right. That's my homework for next week. Yes. No, Tony, you're not going to know. I'm not, not, not even going to let you guess. Don't, don't even attempt. What are we doing? Are we doing uh, not fast in different languages? <laughs> yes, why not? Wherever, Whatever country you go to, I want to know what not fast is in that country. Okay, that's a challenge and I've accepted. You see, you can't get away with it easily. Right. What you got coming up this weekend? Um, you know, not a lot, really. Um, I was going to say the um, next cross-country event, but that's not until the 3rd of February. Um, looking at my calendar, oh, I've got a, I've got a hangover booked in for Sunday, but other than that, I've got no, um, no running that I'm aware of, but I'm sure some of the people will be out doing some... Some events, I'm sure they will. Well, you enjoy your weekend. Don't forget I your will. own work, and uh, oh, we'll, catch, not, we'll catch it with you next week. Will do. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Dave. That's brilliant. Thank you. Bye bye. I hate to ask this, but what did you say? Have you worked out what not fasting Chinese is? Well, Gareth reckons it's number 159 on the menu. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> okay, that's probably the end of us then. <laughs> You're a traditionalist runner from a traditionalist club. What do you make of people going in out in the middle of winter on the top of hills covered in snow <laughs> doing running? Well, it's, <clears throat> it's not something I've done in winter, but I've certainly done it in the uh, in the summer. I've been known to uh, compete in the uh, odd uh, hundred mile long distance walkers association events. Because uh, this is what your son does. Your son does now. The, the long well, he did. Running, uh, well. He's into his triathlons, which is getting quite expensive for Dad when he keeps, <laughs> when he keeps qualifying for country, you know, 
We're off to Lausanne in... Uh... Don't say too much, because I want to know what Newark <laughs> Athletic Club is in, in <laughs> um, Swiss. <laughs> right, yeah. in a minute, Gar's going to tell us um, all the Newark Athletic Club news, and we're also going to um, talk about one or two of the, um, the star names of the year so far. Wednesday night is when I read out one of the locals not a local one of the national stories that's flying around at the moment and then ask tony and our studio guest what their opinions are the only problem is they don't know what the story is i'm going to read out so uh, get your listening heads on boys because it's coming up now and non-league aylesbury fc say relegation is unavoidable as they cannot make the changing rooms bigger in time to meet the new football association regulations they currently need a minimum of 12 metres square in the 7th and 8th tiers that will increase to 18 metres by March the 31st. Clubs that failed to complete the work by the end of July will be automatically relegated. The club unfortunately very soon realises that the deadline was simply not achievable, said um, an Aylesbury representative. The FA wrote to several non-league clubs on this issue last October, but did say notice was given in 2014 and all clubs could then apply for 70% of the funding for any work through the Football Stadium Improvement Funds. Clubs must deliver planning permission if required, proof of funding and completed by the end of March. This is Radio Newark Sport. Aylesbury are accepting the fact that they're getting relegated and they're not making a fuss about it. My question to you is that in any brand of sport, if the governing body gives you two years' notice that the regulations are going to change and you basically don't do anything in that two years, who's morally right and who's morally wrong? Are Aylesbury got anything to stand by, the fact that they haven't done these change rooms or they can't or they can't afford it or whatever? Or are the Football Association wrong for now saying, well, hang on, we told you two years ago, you've not done anything, we'll give you another year. Mr Smith, don't go on about the Football Association for the next <laughs> half an hour. I think the Football Association are uh, completely right in this. That's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth, I mean, I, Gareth. Well, <laughs> yes, Gareth, more than one word answer. <laughs> Why do you need such a big changing room? Why, why have they had to change the size of a changing room that people have been using for many a year? <laughs> well, people well, using those what's... changing rooms at Aylesbury, apparently since the Second World War. Um, so there isn't... The, the point is... I mean, the point is... Why do they have to be so is, big? Is why do they have to be so big? Because that is just plainly ridiculous. But the point is, if the Athletics Governing Body sold to Newark AC two years ago that you had to do something and you'd not done it have you any right to cry foul at the end of the two years? No, and it doesn't sound as though Aylesbury are doing it. No. They've accepted the fact and they're deciding to go down into a league where they don't need such a big changing room. I mean, don't they get on with people when you get further <laughs> up? I mean, you know, uh, don't they talk to each other when they get further up the league? So I, yeah. I don't know. You I, don't, know. I don't think a team... Uh, in Aylesbury, have got any right to cry foul? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, I'll, I'll well they might duck the question. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, though, this could, not with Aylesbury, but with other teams, because Aylesbury are not on their own here, this could come back to haunt Flowserve, because they are going to drop into Step 5 football. Mm. A team that is plainly good enough for Step 4 will be relegated into Step 5. If that happens... If half a dozen teams do that, which is quite likely, it's going to make a mockery of Step 5 football. Mm. I mean, if, if, the, if the stipulations are there for qualification for a certain level of football, then you have to meet those stipulations. And um, that, that's what the powers uh, behind the throne at Flow Serve are making sure that, you know, we are in line with everything. Right, there's a chance here he's going to go off in, in, into Flow Serve mode, so that's going down. <laughs> um, and... Um, Gareth, next up on my little list is the is the the twins or the president's version of the twins Newark Athletic Club report. Well, you you've given a flavour of it earlier. Um, I, I don't know the uh, what categories they're in. I've, I've just took the the info from uh, the twins that were at Burley on Saturday. Um, Josh Clee was second. Joseph Monk, who's a little bit under the weather at the moment was fifth. Um, oh, they they are uh, in the junior age group. I do know uh, they will be going 
to uh, Presswold Hall, uh, I think in March, to run in the year seven uh, schools cross-country. Um, then Ellie Morgan was 16th, Catherine Booth 18th in their age group, Tom Braithwaite 45th, Beth Wynne-Jones was 16th, uh, Neve Monaghan 7th, Tilly 8th, Lauren 9th, uh, Laura Bates, who's having a good start to uh, 2019, um, was won the senior girls uh, and Headbook won the senior boys. A um, bit further uh, afield, a um, young lady called Amber Owens on the same day ran a, in a place called Winston-Salem in North Carolina, which is uh, about a three-hour... same. Same uh, state as she's uh, being educated in, but it's about 166 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> Three-hour drive, it said on the thing. She uh, ran 5 minutes 28.77 seconds for the mile, and her uh, coach reckons that's going to convert into something like 18.25 for 5K in the summer which will be a minute faster than she's ever run before. So it uh, seems as though the uh, the weather and the training's suiting her. I had a look on her Strava and uh, she's averaged uh, 45 miles a week for the last four weeks, which is probably double what she was doing when she was uh, training at Newark. Um, Josh Clear, who just mentioned, finished second at Burley in the Lynx Schools, uh, Went up to Sheffield on Sunday. I was fortunate to be there officiating. He won his heat of the 60 metres in 9.5 seconds. He put the shot 4 metres 92, finished 10th. And he finished third in the 1,200 metres in uh, 4 minutes 10.84 seconds. I thought he ran very well in that uh, that race. He, he went out uh, with the... With the, uh, the Two guys. Uh, they opened up a they opened up a gap um, on the on the rest of them, and then he proceeded to run his own own race, and I thought did very well. So, uh, <clears throat> all in all, a busy weekend. I think people. let's just we'll carry on with Josh. Then is he going to be the next Luke Sayer? Um, is that the way you think he's he's, he's going? Well, he certainly uh, likes to. Have a go at everything, which is great. I wish they all would at that age. Um, he's, 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 to an extent, Josh Clee is is under the radar, isn't he? Because he's he's got because Joseph Monk is yeah, he's, yeah. He's sort of so, there, and, and yeah. but Josh is on his yeah tits in. He's, he's just behind him. And, yeah, oh well, yeah. So yeah. Josh yeah. tends to get overlooked, which is a little bit unfair on 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 Josh really, because he is a yeah. talent in his own yes, in his own right. Yeah, as I say, he. Uh, he has a go at all sorts, which is which is great. Uh, at that age, uh, I wish more of them would do because uh, you never know what to, what you might be in the future. Um, so it's good to uh, good to have a go at uh, all the events there are, um, not just to decide that you're a one-trick pony. The breaking news, of course, is that England's got a wicket. Un- West Indies are 174 for four. Anderson's just got the wicket of hope. So there is hope after he, he was out for 457, but uh, the drop's still at Broad, so I hope the West Indies get 500. Okay, moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, the, the undoubted queen of the track at the moment, um, and for the last few months, is Chloe Hubbard. Yeah, I'm glad I did some research. <laughs> um, just go, I'll go back to last. Um, last February, March, the National Cross Country <coughs> Championships. Chloe Hubbard finished 113th. A girl called Caranda Deep Marsh finished 37th. In October, at the first North Mids, Chloe finished second to one of the Potter twins, six seconds in front of uh, Miss Marsh. At the last North Mids, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she finished 29 seconds front, in front of Miss Marsh. <laughs> Bearing in mind, she was 37th, 
Chloe was 113th. I look forward to the national. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's mean, running very well at she's the moment. In she's such uh, a rich vein of, of, yeah, of thought. Well, I, what, yeah. what, what, all sports people go through golden periods, don't they? And this is obviously Chloe's. What do you put it down to? Well, I think she's just been able to get some regular training in. She, she has had a, a history of niggles and injuries over the over a running career but uh, she just seems to have got in, into a, a good period of training and uh, the results are showing they most yeah. certainly are and as you say we look forward to the nationals yes uh, yeah. we really the, the second one on my list is a a radio newark favorite um it's our very own pocket rocket Although she's nearly as tall as me now, so I don't think I can call her that <laughs> and, and, and anymore. She gets taller every time I see her. Um, and Amelia is, yeah, is yeah. as we would expect, but we do come to expect, and we probably shouldn't, as we do do expect, Amelia is also having a good season, albeit now she's gone up an age group and she's in the bottom. Yeah, She's the baby yeah, of the age still, group. She's still uh, doing very well, and she's got a very good racing brain on her. Um Lost a shoe. Well, I think in the first Tony point, well, Tony actually said he would have stopped to pick it up again in case he had to buy a new. Well, pair. Dad was amazed that she but, didn't stop to pick yeah. it up, but she was in the zone. You know, she. Most people say, "Well, you can't afford to." You know, you just got to keep going. Um, so uh, she uh, she knew she'd uh, she'd only got to finish in the top six, I think, to secure the league title. So when the uh, forget what club she was in the girl sort of started to push on she sussed out the situation that she was she didn't matter as long as she finished second that that was fine so she just uh, she just throttled back and really and which is clever racing it, clever, ra- clever know, racing plenty of other races to come yeah and say so she got her rewards um just just going back to uh, to chloe uh, <clears throat> as i was uh, <clears throat> talking to her and said uh, have you spent all the money yet because uh, knowing what Amber got when she was uh, league uh, uh, outstanding lady in the league, etc., she said, "Well, it was um, I got I got 30, 30 quid and a nice carriage clock." I said, "It must be a damn good carriage clock." She said, "Why?" I said, "Well, Amber got one hundred and fifteen quid when she won the league. <laughs> that went down really well. She had up no end." So yeah, she's see, looking o- fondly upon this clock now. The, the only <laughs> thing that we've, that Chloe has now is got got to, to grasp is that now she is a superstar. <laughs> she's got to become media friendly. Yes. Chloe, <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> um, so that's Chloe, and and and, and that's media. And um, we'll stick with the girls. And Laura Bates is now a name I'm seeing. Yeah, Laura's at the top uh, of the list. Laura's given up the horse riding and what have you. Um, Started uh, getting back into a running. Got back, got back into a running through uh, park runs, really, um, through the summer and um, early part of the winter, and has now started uh, competing in the cross country, um, and uh, is uh, running very well. Uh, she didn't do the, uh, she didn't do the last North Mids. I mean. Uh, run really well in the counties uh, something to do with her I think it was an 18th birthday oh, felt that yeah. couldn't really you know give that up for a yeah, I, no, suppose, yeah. I could suppose we'd give her that weekend <laughs> so yeah so uh, unlike uh, unlike not fast who haven't got any cross country fixtures uh, until the uh, was it the 3rd of uh, February at Colic um one or two hours we'll be going to right, Leamington. Right. You can't do your fixtures yet. <laughs> That's not on my script. <laughs> um, not until we spoke about um, Joseph, because whereas the others that we spoke about are in such a rich vein of form, Joseph, bless him, has not been too well. It, no. it, it's sort of a catalogue of illness and, and injuries. And for somebody who is so dedicated, so keen... It's hurting. Um, it will come back, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It will, it, it, yeah. It will get fit, and he will be back at the top of the tree. Absolutely, um, yeah. And how do you, as a president and, and a coach and, and a mentor, 
what do you say to the youngsters when what's happening what's happened to Joseph in the last couple of months happens happens to them what what's you know how how do you talk to well, them you, you just have to tell them that there's you know plenty of time in front of them not to worry about it you know you you don't whilst you lose fitness it doesn't all go you know suddenly become a non-runner overnight um i spoke to his dad on last night and said um was Joseph running on Saturday and he looked at me and I said, well, if he was my son, he wouldn't be. Oh. <laughs> I said, if he was my son, he'd probably go and have a little run in the park run on Sunday. Um, you know, the Midland Championships is not a place to go if you're not feeling 100%. You know, it's not a Mickey Mouse event. You know. It, 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 <laughs> it, it can do more. Do more harm than good. bring Tony you know? back into this now as well. Um, it, 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 it can do more harm than good, can't it? Because if, if you're not on your game for whatever reason, you can come away feeling even more despondent than when you went. Yeah. At Joseph's age, it's far more important. It's, it's very, very difficult for someone of that age to have the long-term view. But the damage you could do now is not just physical... But if you go compete in an event like the Midlands and you really do badly because your body's not up to it, then it destroys your enthusiasm. And that's the key thing that you've got Absolutely. to keep alight in yeah. any young athlete. Yeah. Joseph, if you're listening, mate, we all know you're more than good enough. And everybody has injuries. Everybody gets ill. You'll be back. And you'll be back at the yep. top of the tree. And it yep. won't be long before you're back at that top of that tree, mate. Yep. We all know that. And... Uh, we look forward to uh, to seeing your name in lights again. Um, coming up after the break, it's my turn to have a Wednesday wind. Okay, on I know we wind your week to be quite honest, but on Wednesday night we do like to have an official Wednesday wind. <laughs> Andy Murray. One of Tony's favourite sportsmen. He's been, he's been criticised the British tennis for failing to translate his achievements into grassroots growth in the sport back in the UK. The 31-year-old's future is in doubt as he contemplates further hip surgery and the three-times Grand Slam winner says not enough has been done by the Lawn Tennis Association to build on British success in the recent years. I'm not sure Britain has really capitalised on the last seven or eight years of success we've had, he said. Whether it be myself, my brother, Joe, Conta, or Kyle Edmund, the Davis Cup success, those sorts of things, I'm not sure how much we've done there. And that's his point. Love him or hate him, Andy Murray has carried UK tennis for the past 15 years, while the Lawn Tennis Association has basked in that glory. His legacy should be that British players are getting to the second week of the Grand Slams. But pre-Murray, it's the same. We struggle to get to the second day of the Grand Slams. So, question to you two gentlemen. Is it fair to criticise the LTA? After all, we do have new courts at Collingham, Cornton and Grantham. But on the other hand, Newark are struggling like heck to get funding to move to the sports village. And our young star, Isabella Chapman, is still relying on the bank of Dad so she can play tennis. So, have the governing body, the LTA, let the world of tennis down by not producing another batch of Andy Murray's Mr Smith? Yes, completely. Utterly. The, the long-standing joke, what do you call uh, an English person in the second round of Wimbledon? The umpire. But um, two things have come out of Dunblane. One is where 16 kids got massacred along with the teacher and Andy Murray. Andy Murray was under the desk at Dunblane when that happened. And for him to do what he's done in sport and for it to go in vain is rubbish. LTA, FA, good luck. You deserve each other. 
You see, most of the time, I love to put the mic down when he speaks, and then he comes out with something like that. <laughs> you know, and this is why he's here. Um, Gareth, follow that, first of all, with the LTA, and then tell us how the Athletics Association are treating grassroots. I suppose uh, tennis has a, a problem with its, uh, I think of the word, um, image. Um, can't ima- imagine... Many people at the uh, the Grove ever use the uh, tennis courts in the middle of the track, um, or ever think of going to visit Newark uh, Tennis Club. So you can only produce champions from what you've got. Um, what we're we doing, taking it to athletics. Uh, what we're we doing post uh, Mo Farah um, because you've always had your heroes that's some of wise <laughs> you've always had your heroes in in yeah. I, I suppose heroes in tennis come, come along quite irregular whereas heroes in athletics there's a stream of, of them isn't they and okay well, Mo, Mo Farah's the latest but you know I mean let, let's not beat about the bush you've got brand new super duper facilities on the back of something had to have they had to give you something when they took it away from you at the grove because that is british law am i right or, or wrong in that uh well i don't know what the <clears throat> we we opposed the planning the planning application and we're told notts county council then decreed that there had to be um athletics uh, facilities provided but we no idea what we were going to get but uh thankfully we we've got what we've got um well, you know my hero, um, Daley Thompson. Um, we've had Dean after that, but where have we gone from him? You know, it, in athletics, there's any number of events and we get the odd person in an event comes through, but doesn't mean there's going to be a production line of them. You know, we had Co over Cram, Elliot, etc. But we haven't got too many world-class 800-metre runners at the moment. It's, it's a conversation. It's a very, for, very difficult one. It's a conversation and, for another night, um, because I'm <laughs> running out of time here, but I, I, I'm absolutely and, intrigued and, to know, and I think you're probably the man to ask, is how they do it in Germany and, and Holland and, and countries like that, in, in, in different sports. Uh, how, how they look after their youngsters because Tony got it spot on with the LTA I don't think they give a rat's whatever about our youngsters <laughs> well you know I, Mur- I really don't well yeah. Murray wasn't a pro- product of the LTA no it's Murray a- Murray Murray came out of Spain so with, from the bank know. of mum and dad I guess <laughs> so they, went they, to Spain they, they to, can't to be, a, take, to be a tennis player so they can't even take the credit on Andy Murray <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I but, just but, think it's you know going back to the going back to athletics at the moment we haven't got a we've got an interim CEO because Niels DeVos has gone to pastures new and this week um, Mr Barker has walked away as the chairman and so we've got an interim chairman. So, um, um, according to the papers, etc., we're rudderless. But you know, talk to any talk to any kid in Newark or Northumberland, they won't even know what UKA do. No, no. <laughs> so no. you know, I, I don't hold a great thing about these people in the big ivory towers uh, yeah. sitting up there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, stars uh, are made uh, at the grassroots and. Uh, there are few and far between, and when we get one, we have to uh, praise them. Unfortunately, British media praise them, get them to the top of the pedestal, and then kick the backsides out of them. Right, you've got just under four minutes to tell us what's coming up in the world of athletics, because there's an awful lot coming up oh, in the world of athletics. We've got the uh, Midland Cross Country Championships uh, on uh, Saturday, um, followed uh, on Sunday by uh, Sports Hall. Um, the following uh, weekend, it's the Not Schools uh, Championships at uh, Woolton Park. Uh, and also on the same day, it's the Anglian Schools 
um, and I believe they're in Corby. So, uh, and then the following weekend after that, it's the uh, final of the Mini League Cross Country at uh, Rushcliffe. That's the one where I'm banking on Joseph being. I would think Joseph is, uh, yeah. That's, because that's, that's what he's, he can yeah, come out of that yeah, one. Yes, yeah. he's done. He's done a lot. He's done yeah. the hard work. Yes. Um, and that's the one where he's going to put himself yeah. back where he belongs. Yeah. And um, um, names to watch out for, Gareth, in the next month. The ones that we've mentioned, I assume. Yeah, yeah, Laura, uh, Laura Bates. I think uh, looking forward to uh, uh, seeing what she does. Um, the Anglians. Um, and, so uh, where do you think Chloe's going to come in the Nationals? Because you you actually said, I'm looking forward to the Nationals. Well, so if that... Right, young, stick your neck right out now. Well, if that young lady can finish 37th last year, I'll look for Chloe to be in the top 30. Okay. I'm not going to please with that, is she? That's a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> yes. I'll save you uh, right for not coming in. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, Chloe, we are expecting you to be in the top 30. And um, <laughs> she looks... An elegant runner. It, it, it yeah, almost very looks runner. natural. I yeah, mean, I know yeah. you had you've had long conversations with myself um, about the way that Adam Holland runs and the way he could conserve his his running if he had a coach yeah, yeah. to do it. But where Chloe's concerned, to a layman, it just looks so natural yeah, and easy. Yeah. Well, she's not always been as uh, fluent as that. Wasn't this is as fluid as that when but, she first came. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, she looks very good at the moment. And that's why you should get yourself down to that new running track, because they will turn in average runners into the Chloe Hubbards of this yep. world, yep. somebody who's going to finish in the top 30 just to, of just the National to, Championships. Just to plug the, uh, the first meeting that will be held at the uh, at the new facility, I still call it Elm Avenue, it'll always be Elm Avenue to me, whatever they plan to call it in the I'm future. I'm like you, I still call the other one the Grove, so don't worry. <laughs> um, it will be the Knotts Schools Championships on the 8th of June. So uh, hopefully uh, one or two of the Newark clubs will, uh, uh, sorry, Newark Schools will go along to the uh, Newton District and uh, see if they can get some of their... Uh, Athletes, uh, is, the the, uh, is the 8th of June a Saturday? No, yes, is it? Oh, yes. excellent! Yes. Oh, brilliant! Yes, absolutely brilliant. Right, Gareth, that, that's it. Time's gone. Yeah, well, thank, thank, thank you. you, thank you, uh, you very you know, much. And, uh, I know I was only second choice, but uh, <laughs> well, I know uh, Joseph was <laughs> I know, uh, to... destined to be here. But well, uh, you I know, I don't <laughs> I dream of being second, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see how many people I try and get for you after ask him to come back. <laughs> Um, but it's but a pleasure as usual. Every now and again, he does come out with something that <laughs> yeah. um, is gold, and he did that one, and he did that one again tonight. Tomorrow night, uh, it's the first of our meet the managers, and we ask a simple question: a poison chalice or a sleeping giant? And I'm sure Damo Parkinson, Newark Town's new manager, is going to. Uh, be here to answer that one so uh, i'm looking forward to it in many ways tomorrow night because we're going to be talking for 50 minutes about new york town and not new york flow serve and i've got to see his lordship's face while we do while we do all that but coming so up feeling ill <laughs> coming up next <laughs> um i think it's the show of the week it's as simple as that because it is it takes us back to the swinging 60s when the knowledge of this man is just absolutely second to none the swinging 60s with the great mr doug all next <laughs> 